Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. This is always my favorite part when we wonder who's going to break the ice. We just finished praying, <laughs> and we had so much to talk about during the sound check. <laughs> All of a sudden, it gets really quiet. Yeah, and when it gets quiet like that, I like to just sit in silence, see if somebody will break it. Yeah. I was going to play that game and see how long it took, but then you broke it too soon. What did you do this weekend? <laughs> Nothing. Just going to let you sit there in some silence, Tina. <laughs> oh, awkward silences. <laughs> I thought of an interesting thought came to mind during prayer that maybe we could open up. Oh, um, that's fun. The, that is fun. The value. So I think it's easily been argued across the board that reading is a value, right? Like mm. it's important to read good books. Um. And, and I think in the generations coming up, both our millennial generation, but then the iGen, some of that's being lost. But since this is a spiritual Catholic podcast, I wondered what, maybe to throw out the question, what's the value of spiritual reading? Hmm, that's fun. We've never talked about that. Mm-hmm. We have referenced many uh, books that we've read and we read, but just to talk about it more in a global sense. Yeah, because I thought of it just, I think, I mean, in part, obviously mostly through prayer, but you had mentioned the book you were reading this morning. And I've recently been reflecting on how I don't have a lot of time to read, and I love to read. So if I have time to read, what is of most value for me to read? Mm. And spiritual reading, obviously. Um, And so so then I present that question. why, Why read spiritual books? So quickly around the table before we answer the question, we've got Ken White posing the question. We've got Tina Wandersee left in awkward silence for a minute. And <laughs> myself, Austin Fahrenholt, welcome back to the Vici Mindem Show, folks. Um, thoughts? Yeah, uh, you know, I've got a lot. I've got like a, a spinner in my head just spinning around. There's so much to this, I think. Well, I'm trying to, I, what, I guess what I'm trying to narrow down is what exactly are you asking? So for me, it's like a real large questions not not very narrow Uh, i i always read so i have never probably since i was small child been without a book so i am always reading Mm -hmm. um i always have a book if i don't have a book (laughs) my mental health is is (laughs) questionable (laughs) yeah so i always have a book i go from one book to the next and um uh, and i'm led sort of that way i i don't know um feel like your question is very general. Yeah, so let me let me narrow it down then a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much why why read. Uh-huh. That's a kind of I think I think we would agree that there's a lot of important reasons to read. Um, I'm talking about why read books. So there's scripture, which is obviously good to read, and we mm-hmm. could do a whole podcast on right. the beauty of reading scripture. But I'm I'm setting that aside. I mm-hmm. mean, scripture should always be our first and go to. Right? Is to to spend time in the Word. But let's let's put that aside. Let's put aside general reading and let's just look at reading either um, about the saints, writings from the saints, or writings on the spiritual life. Like what is the value of doing that? How does that help us grow? Why is that important? Or should we even? I think, uh, yeah, okay, sure, we can break that open. There's a lot of ways we can go with this. So um, I think 
from one perspective is if you want to know uh, about something. So uh, if you want to know about cars, um, there's a couple ways you can come to know about cars. You can spend a lot of time uh, looking at cars and, <laughs> <laughs> and just assessing it yourself. Um, you can, uh, you can w- like be with a mechanic or somebody who's like, you know, gearhead and just listen to them talk about it. <laughs> and you can read about it. Um, I mean, you could watch stuff too. Um, and then you could, you could read about it and understand it conceptually and systematically through someone's presentation via writing. And so I think if that makes sense in terms of like mm-hmm. uh, cars, then the same might apply to the spiritual life. Yeah, I like where you're going. So, and we also <laughs> talked about before we started uh, YouTube because my husband has to put on a new <laughs> handle on my car door because it's not, it's not working right. So he is uh, watching that so that he himself can do that. Okay, watching somebody else do it. I think some uh, when we read about the saints and when we read spiritual reading, uh, it's a way for us to try to put into practice in our own lives. Um, you know how how do I uh, follow God? And since the saints and um, and uh, spiritual reading in general points uh, to to Christ, points to Jesus, then uh, we I think it's a benefit to us to read it so that we can uh, have uh, all the helps that are necessary. Um, with which to find our way in our own spiritual life. Sometimes uh, examples from the lives of saints are beneficial in that, even though our lives are a little bit different and, uh, and maybe it's nuanced a little bit different. Those, um, those models help us along our journey, I think. I think also, just to kind of add, kind of just reading in, in a more general sense, like before you had a very literate culture, stuff was transmitted via word of mouth. Um, and... Uh, Obviously, and then you go to a literate culture where things are written down, and that opens up for us the ability to study because mm-hmm. you can break things down systematically. Mm-hmm. If I I was had a conversation this mm-hmm. morning with my uncle, and we'll talk for like a, a half hour, um, we try to weekly, and uh, and I can walk away, and usually there's um, I feel very refreshed from our conversations. And there's usually one or two nuggets that I remember that we talked about that I can kind of meditate on mm-hmm. and think about, which is very helpful. Um, and we can get through a whole lot of content in a half hour. But when you're reading, you can take one element and you can highlight it, you can study it, you can draw it back to other things, um, and you can kind of compose your own reflections on it. So there's a way to like to look at it and break it down to its smaller elements, I think, that uh, – that that you can't do, or that's harder to do, I should say, in a conversation. Like this conversation, we can break things down, but we're going to say a lot of stuff that just doesn't stick in our heads, you know. Um, whereas reading, I think, helps that. So just to kind of throw, I, that's one thing I've noticed, too, is when I read it, um, I, can, I can break it down and, and dissect it more. Yeah, and I would even say that um, I, would, I would place reading, so if it used to be that we you know, verbally um, exchanged information and really came to know something through through that. Maybe we're moving into more of a kind of video visual sphere of learning, but I would argue that still reading is better because, I mean, I, Bishop Barron creates some amazing videos and I really like them and I'm by no means saying they're not good to listen to. Definitely listen to them, watch them. But it's really hard, like when I go back to try to either take down something that I heard him say 
or or I want to like oh I missed that part I want to think about that part I got to like find it in the video and like draw the cursor back and try to find the spot and then you know then you go a little too far and it's just harder to like really delve into the content in the same fashion mm-hmm. um, so I would agree that 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 is a is is very helpful in that I guess too I wonder like what does spiritual reading do for us so Tina you talked a little bit about like the model right so we mm-hmm. we we read the saints and then I think it's bishop baron who said um or at least has quoted someone saying like you uh, if you want to know how the gospel is done look at the lives of the saints right and like experience what how they lived it but then I also wonder too is there an aspect cuz I find this when I spiritually read it opens my mind more to receiving God. I don't know if that makes sense or resonates with either of you. But Break like, it open a little if bit. I, if I'm reading some, a spiritual book, like for instance, maybe I'm just not in the mood to pray. I'm just not really feel, you know, I just don't want <clears throat> to. Um, I'm resisting it for one reason or the other. I'm distracted. But then I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take this spiritual book off the shelf and I'm just going to read it for a minute or two. And it's amazing how in that few minutes of reading something spiritual and sort of wrapping my mind around something about God or concerning uh, a life um, focused on God that suddenly, I don't know, I, the resistance to prayer softens. Well, and, I think, and I'm more open to actually communicating with God. I think in some ways, though, spiritual reading can be our prayer. I was know, thinking that too. Prayerful, <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, it, it can be our prayer. And I think that uh, that what's good about it is that we bring a lot of ourselves to, to the reading. So if we're reading something versus hearing somebody speak, um, then we're reading a lot of times, even though it's somebody else's voice on the page, from our own voice, you know, um, and from uh, from our own perspective. You know, there's not a whole lot of uh, action going on before us. So, you know, we bring a lot of ourselves, I think, uh, before God when we're reading, uh, spiritual reading. The other thing is, is I think that sometimes when we uh, the the benefit of spiritual reading is that we can look about us um, and and maybe see holy you know men and women around us and wonder about you know their lives or even uh, put our own thoughts on what their life really is like you know or what their how they're following God or what their prayer life is like or their spirituality is like. And uh, and but I think it's helpful for us to read that because then we can um, uh, see really uh, a, a deeper insight into what's going on versus us just uh, you know maybe thinking about something about their life that isn't necessarily true. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're saying that by reading things, it somehow opens us up to more understanding of the other person? Is well, not necessarily right? understanding of the other person, but just understanding of the um, uh, the different the different ways that we can um, encounter God or the different ways that um, we can um, be open to God, really. Um, which opens us up to others. Yes, but I think that oftentimes we look at a holy person and we say, gee, that person is holy, and we map out a whole plan of how their life is easy and always <laughs> has been easy. And um, and uh, they somehow uh, were touched with a magic wand and they get something. And, um, 
And maybe we might even think uh, they think they got something and they don't because it's, you know, whatever they look like they got doesn't exist, you know. So I think that there are so many beautiful um, uh, nuances to spirituality and um, uh, to uh, focusing on God or, or being um, uh, entrenched in uh, who God is and the world that he gave us that, that help pull us out of the, the world that we've created for ourselves or that the world has created for us, you know, and presents to us on a, on a given basis. Well, I think even what you're talking about, just thinking Teresa Blasso immediately came to my mind that um, her life, every, many people looked at during her time alive and they were like, she had the easiest life ever. Um, that she, she hardly had any suffering, had this wonderful family life and, you know, everything just worked out swimmingly for her. Uh, but then you read her book and you realize all of these internal, I'm sorry, interior uh, battles that she fought. You realize some of the suffering that she really did have, mm-hmm. uh, the way that she thought and she kind of approached different things in her life that led to this uh, seemingly easy life, but that actually took a great deal of trial and challenge. And, uh, and I think, you know, you wouldn't know that if she was not told to write it down. Yeah. You would just, she'd just be another sister that had, you know, that she just had an easy life. And so and she's right. probably in heaven, but really what, it, what happened to her. Right, right. And so I think <clears throat> in that way also the spiritual reading um, opens you up to seeing who these people are because it's the fruit of their contemplation. When they sit down to write, it's right. something that they have spent a lot of time thinking about, uh, perhaps researching, depending on mm-hmm. what it is, a lot of time practicing. And then they're giving you all of that time that they've spent they're just composing it and saying, now you can look at this and right. you can see. Right. And I think it's really uh, spiritual reading is about the natural life, you know, the life that we were meant to have, the life that we are going to have with God in heaven, the life that we can have even now here on earth. And uh, we live in such a culture that is so countercultural that um, spiritual reading actually helps to ground us in the reality of who we are and um, how, how we uh, can relate to God's cre- creation and God himself and, and how to be uh, actually sane people uh, in the world. You mm-hmm. know, it's- I, Yeah, I like that you say that because I, there's no greater antidote to me in my experience to the craziness of what's on the news or what, mm-hmm. you know, is out there, Twitter sphere or Instagram and all that, than, than taking a spiritual book and reading it for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, so, it's like almost suddenly all the chaos. Oh, now I remember that, what, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, now what I remember what I'm about. Yeah, now I remember who important. I am. <laughs> that's right. And that these people are insane out that's here. Right. They that's need right. to just calm down and love each other, right? <laughs> like it's, it, it's sort of... But it's it's a deeper sense than just an intellectual sense, I think. It's a deeper piece about, okay, I've, I'm more grounded now. Yeah. I am more grounded because of having read this right. and reminding myself right. and it, it, of uh, what matters. Right, right. And even though, um, I mean, I think initially when you pick up any kind of spiritual reading, it might seem complex, it might seem um, heady, it might seem whatever, but the more you... Um, uh, read these books. I think the more that you pray, the more um, the more uh, easy uh, they seem to you, or um, the more natural they seem. And sure. it, I think it takes. There's a certain amount of detaching 
that one has to do from the culture, from the way that they live. Um, and th I think that spiritual reading helps one do that. Um, and uh, because this is a lifelong process, you know, it would be great if we as people were capable of saying, you know what, today, I'm going to shed all of this off. And I'm going to be a, a new creature. But the bottom line is, is that there's a whole host of sins that still need to be um, uh, tamped out right. <laughs> the soul and, and burned out and all of this sort of stuff. And so even if we can divest ourselves of all of that, there still is a journey home that needs to happen um, if we're going to receive the fullness of everything that the Lord has for us. And so the spiritual reading is, is a way to help us um, uh, make that journey, I think, um, as a companion sort of along the way. And I think it, it's also something that, uh, that we can help other people with. So um, you take kind of what I was saying a little bit ago, that these are the saints. It, they're not all always saints. Spiritual writing, it doesn't right. necessarily mean saint. But people who have tried to live a sanctified life and have composed their thoughts on it, their reflections on it. And so they're helping you. Right. And countless times, uh, I mean – you're talking with other people and they tell you about some challenge in their life mm -hmm. and you say, gosh, I wish I had somebody to help them. Man, there are so many times right. where I say, I mean, I I think I was just telling, the book that I'm reading now is like, Ken, you got to read this one next. Uh, <laughs> what Tina's is it? I mean, it. I've heard the book, the book, the book. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right here. It is Finding God's Will for You, Francis DeSales. Oh, okay. This yep. is the one. It's great I book. almost downloaded that this weekend. Oh, really? Yes. How about that? Uh, we might have to do a podcast once mm -hmm. we all finish it. So here's what's kind of cool, too, just to kind of th throw this out there to, to those listening. Um, something that I've found that's pretty cool about the spiritual reading, too, is if you're a community of people, like sometimes the Holy Spirit, I truly think, speaks a book into a community. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, because this is not the first time this has happened for us, that something will come up and then Tina says, oh, I was about to reread that one. And I'm like, yeah, I was just checking it out on Amazon to see how much it was. Like that that, that kind of right, sort of, right, right. you know, the Holy Spirit prompting each one of us to come to something that we can then converse about and talk right, about right, and right. grow in together. Right, Um there's something about spiritual reading that is not, again, like strictly intellectual. Like it's truly like um, an experience and a living of the spiritual life um, also within community. And I think, too, it helps us to remember, you know, um, so that it, it doesn't just go into the mind and leave. But if, if you have a book and you can refer back to it, um, any kind of uh, reading, even if it's the same topic by different authors in different ways, it helps the mind to sort of retrain itself and to remember um, uh, who we are and where we're going. Um, and if you do that in tandem with not watching, you know, so much TV or Netflix or the news or whatever all of these other things are that are out there, then um, then you have a better chance, you know, yeah. at uh, at thinking differently. Well, I might even add to that that sometimes those books uh, help you to change that behavior too. Yeah, that just by reading it. I mean, I could point out like. You Someone, get excited you, about, hey, there's a different life for me. Exactly. That's what do exactly I need right. to do? What are the steps? Somebody right. give me the steps. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, I can, one book that I read, and this was like when I, I went for quite some time without, with hardly reading, every mm -hmm. now and then picking up a book and reading. Uh, and then I started reading a little bit more, and one of the first ones was a book called Happy Are You Poor? Mm -hmm. um, and my wife and I had been talking about how it's hard to live in a materialistic culture and to balance like this 
saving a lot of money for the future, but also mm-hmm. giving and, you know, and then all these calls on the gospel of like, of being poor and giving up everything and like, but we have a family, you know, how do we do all this? And uh, just a side conversation that would show up at, in our marriage often. And we read this book and it just opened up every door for us that was like, this is how we live it. Praise Jesus Christ. Now we have kind of a path. And so just from uh, from reading that book, it helped us affirm some things that we had already been feeling. And so mm-hmm. we said, well, let's let this go. Let's let that go. You know, let's have a yard sale. Yeah, we do have way too much, uh, too many clothes that I've had since high school. And I'm like, I was like 28 <laughs> at the time. Like, what am I doing? Get rid of this stuff. So it, uh, reading these things just pushed us. Did you say you were 28 shedding. in high school? No. <laughs> Let me get this clear so this kidding. doesn't come back. I had it since I was in high school, and, and I was you, about 28 at the time of reading this book. All right. Just checking, just checking, We're good? Just We're good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Important clarification. <laughs> That's right. If I, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I can't even think. Uh, no, but I get it. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying, though, um, because that's what a lot of spiritual books have done for me. Like, even sometimes things that I already knew to be true, but here, having someone else yes, affirm it and say sure. it yeah. and say for that sure. I've lived this, right? Because many, many of the writers have, are, are either old or have died. So they've, they've lived all mm-hmm. of these principles and seen the fruit of them. Uh, and it's, I think it's a really important reminder because sometimes we read – I read elements of scripture and I'm like, there's no way I could do that. And how in the world would that be joy filled? And then you read the Mm -hmm. book you lent me about St. Francis um, by GK Chesterton. And you're like, Oh, there's a guy who totally followed the gospel and look at how much joy and peace. Right. right. (laughs) And I think that that's the key piece though. I think that we just have so much trouble believing (laughs) that there's anything happier than an ice cream sundae. <laughs> or whatever the case may be. And, the podcast once again turns is... back to ice cream <laughs> and cake and sweet. It does. It always does when I'm in battle with the ice cream. But we have, we have trouble believing. We do. And you can substitute whatever you want in there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. surfing or swimming or whatever you want. Yep. Um, yep. We have Netflix. We have trouble yeah. believing that there is anything more joy-filled, relaxing, or engaging than X activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and so we refuse to believe that, and um, and because of that, you know, we wind up sad. We walk mm-hmm. away sad. I want where... my ice cream, and I'm going to keep it with me, and I'm going to leave now. Well, and we'll that... deal with this after I die. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the ice cream certainly isn't keeping me from you, so I know I'm going to see you again. <laughs> Right? Right, right. So I'm going to eat it, be happy here, and what? Be happy on the other side. Well, and I think that <laughs> when, we, when we don't have, like when we're not engaging in spiritual reading, it's mm-hmm. very easy to make those arguments in our head. For and sure. And to say, For like, sure. hey, all of this, yes, this is what I've concluded. This is what mm-hmm. I've come to. Uh, and it, it may be true. Like, right. for instance, an ice cream sandwich yeah. most likely is not going to keep you away from, you know, paradise and salvation. Um, <clears throat> let's hope. <laughs> I'll be praying for you, Tina. Uh, but, um, but the spiritual reading kind of opens your mind to the heart of love. And mm-hmm. then it's not like, like we can take that fun example and say yeah. uh, you read one of the saints who had a similar struggle and they show you 
This has nothing to do with the ice cream sandwich. This has everything to do with the heart of God for sure. and the pearl of great worth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so let's refocus our mind on that and forget right. about Out. the surfing, the Netflix, That's the ice right. cream, the That's cake, right. whatever, right. and just look at God. Yeah. He's incredible. And I think He's that amazing. the rest falls away without even yeah. saying, you know, without even being in battle with it. It just, at some point, I think even for a St. Francis, um, the Lord does the rest of the work. Right, mm-hmm. he does the rest of the work, and we participate in it at a certain point in the spiritual life. Uh, if we can make that leap to, I trust, you know, everything. Right, to you. and, and isn't, spiritual reading, I think, inspires that mm-hmm. out of us. Inspires a greater vision, and opens us up. I think to re- it makes us more receptive to yeah. God's work, just like prayer does. Right, mm-hmm. it opens up our our ability to receive the grace of God, because ultimately it's not going to be us that does it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny that you say that, Austin, because that's it. Like I had that exact experience the other night where I was um, trying to determine whether to eat ice cream. I love <laughs> ice cream. And I was, I was full. I had no, like there was no need for that ice cream, but I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, would it have kept me, you know, or, or are we talking grave sin right, keeping right, me from right. paradise? No, but, but this reality, like, do, do I really need this? And there was this like little, little internal war going on with me. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, we just, I, I'm really feeling unsettled right now. I'm going to take a spiritual book off the shelf and I'm just going to read for a couple minutes. And so I did, I read maybe a page and a half and I got up, put the lid on the ice cream, put it in the freezer without nice. like the same kind of, yeah. like yeah. it was almost that I just needed to open myself to God's grace and God gave me what I needed. And, and really it was like, and I think do you it's need about, more I than think me? It's, I think it's just will, honestly. You know, when I when I hear you say that, even when I'm in battle with myself, it's about will. You know what? I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And uh, especially if I'm in an ill mood or uh, not mm. feeling quite right or a little tired, I know sugar and caffeine and whatever else is going to do it. And, uh, and the idea is, you know, what... What if I decide, you know what, I'm just going to deal with it. Like, today I'm tired. So we'll just have to carry the cross of being tired. I think that that the Lord, um, you know, does uh, come to us when we uh, offer those things, you know, mm-hmm. aside and say, you know what. And oftentimes it, it, that it satisfies. Mm-hmm. Like when we, when we uh, choose the right, like when mm-hmm. you choose spiritual reading, and you engage in that. And I think of the woman at the well where Jesus is hungry and he's thirsty. And then his disciples go get food. He has this whole experience, draws someone to himself. And then his disciples come back and say, eat. And he's like, I have food of which you do not know. You know, like engaging in the spiritual warfare with another soul and drawing them to himself was satisfactory. Mm-hmm. It satisfied even his physical desire for food and that I mean you know and, and in the same way like doing that spiritual reading satisfied what was a desire for ice cream <laughs> right right ultimately well, it, took it was your, that yeah, it took your, it, yeah and I think it, it because it took your mind off of yourself and put it on God mm-hmm. God yeah, yeah and allowed him because it wasn't I knew it wasn't from me allowed him to flow in me and give me right, the grace right, right, to not even right. care for it like I just didn't I got up and I was like I actually do not want like I just yeah. I, I'm yeah, satisfied yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, I don't you know, yeah, could I still eat it? Sure, but, like, I, I'm just going to put it back. Like, it was, you know. Um, so we've got about three minutes left, so I was wondering gosh. if we could go around and just say our names. some of our top. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get no. started. We did do that. I like our what, our I like favorite, uh, mm-hmm. just a couple of our favorite spiritual reads 
And Tina, you said you've been reading since a child, so you've had a quite a few to pick from. <laughs> but smoke. just uh, maybe it's most recent, but just uh, just some of your or some good ones, ones to start with that you would think that like are good kind of. I'm just getting into spiritual reading. Well, what are we going to do now? No, I don't know. Favorites, yeah, both favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorites is the one you mentioned: "Happier You Poor." Mm-hmm. I go I go back to that one um, often because it just um, it just makes sense of both the gospel and what Christ is calling us to do, radically live a gospel lifestyle of poverty, but also um, make sense of it against the culture right now, which is very have, 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 have. Mm. And it just balances it really well. And when I get caught up in the materialism, I'd like to go back to that one. It's definitely a favorite. But I also think, uh, you know, if you're ready for the challenge, a good one to start with too. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that uh, one that... Um, somebody asked me once, so it's the, the dialogue of St. Catherine of Siena. Love it. Um, and somebody asked me once, well, what's it <laughs> the about? The only one I haven't read and refused, and every time I start that it, I put it down. That is hilarious. Huh. It, it has had, all right, this is what somebody asked me once. They said, what was it about? And I was like, gosh, I don't know if I could tell you. And he said, but are you a better person for having read it? And I said, absolutely. And that is basically the takeaway of that one. It's a very long book. First time I read it, it took me almost a year to kind of get through just because the way it was written and it, it's it's uh, there's a lot of challenging things in it. Uh, but I've read it another time since then and breezed right through it, and it's amazing. Um, very, very good book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dana, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say The Life of Christ by Fulton Sheen. I've read oh, it a dozen nice. times. And um, right now I'm rereading uh, – oh, now I forget the title. Fire Within. Oh, of Thomas okay. Dubay? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who also I'm, wrote Happy Are You this Poor? Is, yep. this, yeah, this is my second time reading this. Um, and I do, I would recommend that. One. You know, uh, I, to, uh, John of the Cross, is, uh, his writings are some of my favorite. I've read them numerous times. But I would say um, this book, Fire Within, sort of uh, pulls uh, what's, uh, what is, for the, for the average reader, what is more palatable than, yes. than uh, John of the Cross directly. But if you read that first and then John of the Cross, I think that that's... That's probably good. You'll get a lot more fruit from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another uh, really good, one of my favorite authors, and he's a contemporary right now, is um, Jacques Philippe. Jacques Philippe. And he wrote um, one called Time for God, mm-hmm. which is an incredible uh, small book on introduction to prayer and, and contemplative prayer. And then he also wrote one, uh, Searching for and Maintaining Peace, which is really, really good. And the chapters are very short, easy to read one when you wake up drinking your coffee, just have a quick reflection on um, on how to abandon yourself more and more to to the Lord. And I just, I think his stuff, I mean, I go back to it constantly. His stuff mm-hmm, is really mm-hmm. good, little nuggets of wisdom that are really powerful and really deep um, and easy and inexpensive books to buy, too. And if you only have three minutes to read, if you're not in the habit of reading and you only have three minutes to read, uh, he's a good one to do because a chapter literally sometimes is a page and a half. Yeah. So it's, it's a good start. Mm-hmm. So Also, right. Father Michael Gately. Oh, he's good. You know, he wrote Consoling the Heart of Jesus and 33 Days to Morning Glory, another good kind of, you know, if you're trying to get into spiritual reading. Yeah. Um, So much out there. We could probably do a whole podcast on all the different Mm -hmm, books. mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, probably the easiest thing to do is start with the Summa. (laughs) I would think so. (laughs) Summa Theologica Volume 2, Section 5. (laughs) I think so. Just power through it. You'll get through all 5,000 pages in no time. Just... (laughs) 
<laughs> you might want to learn Latin. <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad that was a fun topic, Ken. I'm glad the Lord inspired you with that this morning. And uh, I might go dive back into my uh, my Francis de Sales book now. <laughs> nice. So, until next time, folks, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vichy Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you. We look forward to talking with you soon.